May Jesus be glorified. Amen. I know many of us, we celebrate Christmas in December. And as that song goes, on a cold winter's night, but in reality, the birth of Jesus was... Uh, lambs are only born once a year. Did you know that? And they're born in the spring. And Jesus was born the same time as the lambs were born. There's significance to that scripturally. So he wasn't born in a cold place, but he was born in a warm place. Kind of like summer in Florida, right? <laughs> but God is good. Amen? We are so thankful to be able to spend Christmas morning together. There's not a lot of times in the year when Christmas is on a Sunday. And it's special to be able to gather together on this Sunday morning with you. Amen? Hallelujah. We want to just spend some time coming to the Lord with our needs. Kind of seems interesting that we should come bearing our burdens to him, but that's why he came was to take our burdens. Amen? And I am so thankful to see folks still coming. Isn't it nice to see the Enforts here? Wow. Hallelujah. It's been a while since they've been able to get here, but we're so, so grateful that they're here. Good morning, Simone. <laughs> Good morning, Giselle. It's good to see you. Come in, relax, stay warm. Amen. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's been sev several weeks, quite a few weeks since they've been here. But Simone is doing really good. A month. It's been a, a whole month. And... Wow. Wow, it's been three months. Well, praise the Lord. My wife was going to come and lead us in prayer today. I don't know if she'll make it because she's been taxi servicing this morning and running and running. But we can come to the Lord in prayer. How many, you know, Christmas is an interesting time because it's a joyful time, but it's also for some people not so joyful. It's a time when uh, a lot of memories come back and a lot of disappointments and, and sadness. And, uh, but that's not good. Satan loves, loves to take advantage of our down times, doesn't he? But we're so grateful that Jesus is here. And he is the one who brings joy to the world. Amen? Sarah, is Mama with you? Okay. And so we're so grateful for the joy that he can bring. And so we're going to just this morning, we're going to allow him. You see, the Holy Spirit was very involved in the birth of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is here to bring power. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost and power. And this morning, we're going to experience the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the, in the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you, if you have a need or if you know someone who has a need, 
And I'm sure that pretty much takes all of us into account. Would you stand? And we are going to come to the presence of the Lord, and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to come not discouraged and whining and crying and worried and concerned and discouraged, but we're going to come marching in to the very throne room of God. Do you understand the significance of that? Jesus has made it possible for us to enter into the very throne room of God. No man cometh to the Father, Jesus said, but by me. So you know what that means? Because of him, we can go into the very presence of the Father this morning. So Heavenly Father, we come into your presence on the authority and on the invitation of your Son, Jesus Christ. And as we stand here today, a family at Calvary Assembly of God, many of us carrying burdens, many of us having burdens of our own and carrying burdens of those who we care about, much like the men in the Bible <clears throat> brought a friend of theirs <clears throat> into your presence, carrying him upon a bed. <clears throat> we come <clears throat> carrying <laughs> our friends and loved ones on a bed of prayer into your presence. And Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you have made a way and that you have already provided for us what we need. And you said that you would supply our needs according to your riches. And so, Lord, as we come into your presence today, carrying our needs, carrying the needs of our beloved ones, Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak into those needs the way you would speak into those needs if you stood here in a physical, tangible way. And you would say to the storms, you would say to the sicknesses, you would say to the oppressions of the devil, go in Jesus' name. And so we come against every affliction. We come against every backslidden condition. We come against every oppression. We come against every sickness and disease. We come against everything that would discourage and tear down the faith of your people. And we, we speak to those mountains, and we say, Mountains, be thou removed and cast into the sea in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that you can give us, that you have given us this authority by the power of your Holy Spirit to speak to our situations and tell them what to do instead of them trying to tell us how we ought to live. So sickness, disease, afflictions, depressions, discouragements, offenses, backslidden conditions, we speak to you and tell you to stop what you're doing. We bring an end to your plan. We, we cancel your agenda in the name of Jesus, and we release the power and the anointing and the healing and all that Jesus supplied for us. We release those things into our own lives and into the lives of those in the name of Jesus, those who we love. And we thank you, Lord, for the capacity to do that in Jesus' name. And we rejoice in this day when new birth. Hallelujah. Old things have passed away. A lot of things have become old. And now from this point, everything becomes new in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, 
And we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated. Liz, I'm sorry. I know you've been busy as a one-armed paper hanger with the hives. And I just kind of took over. But God bless you. Hey, it's so good to see so many people here today. It's good to see the Nixons back. They've been here twice in 24 hours. A lot. Of, most of you have been here twice in 24 hours. Amen. It's good to see Mia's. Is this your nephew? Wonderful. And they're they're all the way from the North Country, from Vermont. Yeah, just like just like what was that Vermont program we used to watch? No. Well, yeah, that one too. But the psychologist guy. What was his name? Yeah. Well, welcome to Florida. We're so, and thank you for spending Christmas with us. What, what an honor it is. And you know, it's an honor to spend Christmas with all of you. Ariel and Lisa's daughter is here today. Where is she? And granddaughter. And she, look at how big she's gotten. She, my goodness. So Merry Christmas to you guys. Hallelujah. <coughs> it's so good to see each and every one of you here today. Merry, Merry Christmas. And thank you for spending Christmas today together what a special day you know some people say oh no Christmas is on Sunday I think it's wonderful we weren't we're not going to get to do this for seven more years so let's enjoy it amen hallelujah who knows seven years from now we may be spending it on Sunday hallelujah <coughs> so praise God <laughs> hallelujah let's do our declaration today shall we But um, that yellow hat there is for all your loose change. And uh, as we make our declaration, just make your way forward in Jesus' name. As we receive today's offering, I am believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, for raises and bonuses, for benefits and salaries and commissions, for favorable settlements, for estates and inheritances, for interest and income, for rebates and returns, for checks in the mail, <coughs> gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, and blessings increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Would you come and give? Thank you. 
Wow, that was really great. We've had some super music today, haven't we? Before I pray for this offering, because we're going to bless it, um, there's been so many times that we, we can't even count them, that this declaration has, has come to pass in our lives, in the lives of our congregation. So when something's working, let's not change it, Amen. right? And this morning, I want to share a testimony with you of another instance of this working before we pray, because I want to give you this testimony, and then I'm going to pray for God's provision to be in your life. So I'm going to ask Krista, just give us a minute, and tell us what happened to her. Well, I was an older learner, and I went to college later in my life. And I went and got my bachelor's in my 30s and student loans, lots of student loans. Got my master's in my 40s and more student loans. And totaling about $120,000. And I didn't know how we were going to pay it. And I was working for a church, a nonprofit. So we were going to hope that they were going to, the government would forgive my loans for the nonprofit. Well, I was let go from the church about seven months before that 10-year mark hit. And I didn't know how. John and I were like, how are we going to pay these, these loans? Well, last week I got a letter in the mail from the U.S. Department of Education that said because of my disability that all $120,000 of my loans have been forgiven. And I, I can tell you, it's going to happen. You, you know, you sit there and you, you can ask why, you can ask how, but God already knows the why and the how, and he knows the what that is going to happen to you. And you just have to believe, and that's the reality of it. You, your humanity will question, but in, in your faith, you walk forward and you walk in faith. And I'm so thankful, John and I are so, so thankful that God's blessing us with that. And now, and we're believing for great things to happen with our house, with the repairs as well now. So the next things, it's gonna keep coming and blessing us. So we're, we're very thankful. So we trust in him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because these testimonies of what you've done for others, build up our faith to trust in you for ourselves. So this morning I speak over this offering as we sanctify it and dedicate it to you. Lord, that your provision and your favor would be released upon everyone who has given today in this place, the ones who are giving online, and all through uh, those who are hearing us, that your favor and your provision will be released in the name of Jesus. We trust you, we thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Randy. Everybody's looking so sharp today. <clears throat> I, I feel so good to not be the only one wearing a suit and tie today. 
well, believe it or not, we are going to have children's church. Liz said we're going to do it, and we're going to do it. So bless the children's workers and our young people. It's so good to see them here on Christmas. Hallelujah. <coughs> Holy Spirit, we are so thankful to you for your presence. We are thankful to you for your anxiousness to come into this world to be with us. We thank you that you have been anxious since the beginning of the creation of the world to come. And we thank you that your first appearance wasn't just at Pentecost, but your first, first appearance was in, in the manifestation of Jesus Christ. And Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask for a divine unction today to speak freely, to speak with authority, to speak with all that you desire to be used to speak to your family today. Holy Spirit, for your power, for your anointing, for your comfort, in the name of Jesus, as we look into this word, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to begin to speak to you again from the scripture. It is Christmas, and I'm quite aware of that. But this whole Christmas thing is so fantastic that I don't know if we really fully can come to grips with the, with the power and all that it has. It's so, it's so full of wonderful things. I want to go with you this morning to the book of Luke. Luke's rendition of the story of Jesus. Just as a reminder, the last couple of weeks I've been speaking to you about faith. And I, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, I mentioned to you that Satan's intent is to try to steal you of your faith. Because, you see, without faith it's impossible to please God. So Satan knows if he can steal or distract you or stop your faith, you will not be pleasing to God, and therefore he has an access to your life and he brings in unbelief it was unbelief that was the cause of the provocation in the wilderness of the children of Israel it wasn't their worship of the golden calf it wasn't all of the things that they did wrong which were wrong it was their unbelief that provoked God did you under do you know that and Satan understands those things so if he can cause us to not believe then he can gain victory in your life. Now, so he makes us more aware of the visible, the perishable world than we are of the invisible world. And the scripture says that the things which are seen are, are, perish, are perishing. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So if he can make us more aware of the, of the disappearingness of life, then we'll not have access to the eternal. With that in mind, 
I want to speak to you about something today because remember I also mentioned to you that Jesus said to, to Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Jesus said, that your faith fail not. Because he knew that the sifting would have no effect if Peter's faith remained. And that's true with you and me too. Satan's desire is not just to sift Peter, but to sift all of us. How many have felt like you've been in a sifter? Oh my goodness, it sure does feel that way. But if our faith remains, we can make it through the sifter. Hallelujah. And so this morning, we want to look into things that will encourage our faith. So go to the book of Luke, Luke's rendition of the story of the birth of Jesus. And starting with chapter number 1 and verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph and in those and of the house Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and the angel came in unto her and said hail thou art highly favored of the Lord the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying. Do you notice? Important words are very, very important, aren't they? She was not troubled at the angel. She was troubled at his sayings. See, you need to be able to get past the fear of the scene and get to the root of what's going on. A lot of times the devil tries to scare you, but listen to what he's saying. See, she was troubled at the saying and cast them about, cast the sayings about in her mind. She was a deep thinker, this lady. She cast about in her mind what matter of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, unto her, Fear not, Mary, thou hast found favor with God. You know, Mary found something she wasn't looking for. Do you ever notice that? Have you ever found something you weren't looking for? God is good at giving you things that you weren't even looking for because a lot of times we don't know what to look for. In fact, in the Scripture it says that's one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. He prays for us because we know not what to pray for as we ought. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary got something she didn't ask for, and you and I will get something that we haven't asked for because the power of the Holy Spirit, the intent of God is to give you what you need, not even what you know you need. Hallelujah. You ought to be encouraged about that. So he said to her, you have found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How can these things be, seeing I know not a man? 
Now, she wasn't afraid of what he said. She just couldn't figure out how it was going to happen. You know, a lot of times you and I don't have the answers to how something's going to come to pass. We trust in God and we believe in God, but this old intellect always wants to have an understanding of everything. But our trust needs to be in the Lord and not to lean on our understanding. How many times do we have to be reminded of that? Instead of trying to understand it, just trust Him. Just trust Him. Trusting does not need the involvement of your understanding. And the angel answered and said unto her, watch this, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Now, without getting into a deep biology lesson here, we understand that to, for the birth of a child, there's got to be the seed of the father and the egg of the mother. Exact, right? And there's got to be a combination. <clears throat> it can't just happen on its own. And I know that I'm not going to be too politically correct right now, but there is only one way that a child is born into the world. I don't care what the woke people have to say. They are wrong, and I don't, they're just wrong. It's always been this way. It always will be this way. There's got to be a father and a mother. There's got to be a man and a woman. There's got to be the male and the female. You understand this? And the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. It's the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Who's the father of Jesus? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, watch it, says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He said, well, I thought, I thought God was the Father of Jesus. Well, yes, but God is a spirit, the Scripture says. And who is the Spirit of God? He's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we have the involvement of the Holy Spirit at the birth of Jesus. Do you understand? It's been the desire of the Holy Spirit to come and fulfill the work of the Father since the beginning. He came first in the form the Word made flesh. He came in the form of Jesus. And then later on, after Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, it's important that I go, and if I don't go, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit cannot come. Now the Holy Spirit comes in the form of his spirit, not in the form of the flesh. And he's poured out upon all flesh, not just one flesh that, this time. That thing that is born in you causes you and me to become sons of God. This is a little probably too theologically advanced for any of our minds to try to figure out, but we just have to trust in it, believe in it. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age who, will be call, who was called barren. Now, I want you to pay very careful attention to verse number 37 because since we're not, since we don't know Hebrew, I don't think anybody here knows Hebrew. Does anybody here know Hebrew? I don't know Hebrew. And since we're reading out of an English Bible, the King James Version, it's 
by the way, the King James Version is not the one that the disciples wrote. Okay? It's a good one. But we have the inability to see what the original language is and the inability to understand even the original language. But I think you're going to be able to understand this one because you have enough spiritual perception and education to know this. It says in verse number 36, For with God nothing shall be impossible. That's a pretty good verse, isn't it? It's a very good verse. With God, nothing shall be impossible. So, Mary, don't worry about it. I know you can't figure it out. This is not going to line up with your biology lesson that you took. But don't worry, because with God, nothing is impossible. That is a wonderful verse in and of itself. But let's look at the original language. Because in the, in the Hebrew, for nothing is two words, and it's the same word used twice. It says, no rhema, rhema is impossible with God. Do you know what the word rhema is? Does anybody know what the word rhema is? Let me help you remember because you don't. There's, there's a, couple of verse, a couple of words in, in, uh, in Greek. There is the word logos or logos and the word rhema. Have you heard of those two words? Logos and rhema. It's the spoken word and the written word, but it's nevertheless the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, the logos. God is the logos, the word, the spoken word. And what it's saying here is this. God's word is a special kind of a word because the, no, the rhema has the capacity to fulfill itself. That's what it means. When God says something, he doesn't just say words, but he speaks words that have the power to perform what they are meant to say. So when it says here, no spoken word of God is impossible because every spoken word of God comes with the capacity to fulfill itself. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, what has God spoken concerning you? What do you have to do to bring it to pass? Absolutely nothing because it has the capacity to bring itself to pass. Hallelujah. And when God speaks over you and over me with the promises of his word, it's the same as it, the way God spoke to Mary and said, Mary, don't worry about it. The spoken word of God over you has the ability to perform itself. All you have to do is be a willing recipient and it will take care of itself inside of you. Now listen, there is a conception that can happen in each and every one of us when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And I tell you one thing. I think and I believe with all my heart that in the coming days, you and I, are going to birth greater and better things. Hallelujah. In the spiritual realm, we are, we are pregnant with the Holy Spirit's power to perform things. So the angel of the Lord says to Mary, 
Nothing shall be impossible with God. No rhema shall be impossible with God. And Mary, watch this carefully in verse 38, said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy rhema. She said, what was that guy, Ewell, what his name? What was his name in the Ten Commandments movie? Oh, so let it be written, so let it be done. Anyways, I'm sorry. That's probably not appropriate in the Christmas message. But when God says something, it's as good as done. Hallelujah. And she said she came into agreement with the word of the Lord. She came into agreement with the rhema. That's what you and I have to do. Instead of doubting the rhema, come into agreement with the rhema and say, let it be as the rhema has said. And you know, something will germinate inside of you when you say, Lord, let your rhema have its way in me. Let your word have its way in me. Hallelujah! And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judea and entered into the house of Zacharias. And then we have the story of Mary. But I want you to jump down to verse number 45 in that same chapter. Because just before she delivered this, this prophetic word called the Magnificat, she says this, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which are told her from the Lord. And Mary said, Mary was in agreement with the power of the rhema word in her life. Hallelujah. Now listen. I know that this sounds pretty impossible. It's a great story, but impossibilities, impossibilities really cause us to go into a faithless spiral, don't they? And, and although these are nice homilies and messages that we talk about with, at Christmas time, the issue is that in every seat and in every one of us, we have stories to tell. And you can, you can tell me and tell yourself, Pastor, that's a really nice thought. However, you don't understand my circumstance. My circumstances are pretty impossible. There's some things going on in my life that are ear, um, you can't turn them around. Irreversible, yes. There's some things that are irreversible in my life. It's been going on like this just way too long, and there's no way this thing can be rectified. It's beyond control. It is impossible. Amen? And let me just give you a couple of examples. Can I give you a couple of examples of impossibilities? There was a man named Joshua, and he was running out of daylight in the middle of a war. In the middle of a war, he needed more time, but it was just impossible for the sun to stand still. For the sun to stand still, that's just impossible, isn't it? Now, 
You cannot take three human beings and throw them into a fiery furnace and expect them to survive. That's just impossible. Wouldn't you say? You can't take a person and put them into a hungry den of lions and expect them to survive. That's just impossible. Amen? You, you cannot go to a cemetery and go to a grave of a person who's been buried dead for three days and dig them up and expect them to come to life. That's just impossible. Tell that to Lazarus. You, you, can't, take, you can't take a Happy Meal and feed 5,000 people with it. That's just impossible. Well, that's what it was. It was a little boy's lunch, right? It's impossible to feed 5,000 people with one little boy's lunch. And speaking of Sarah, it's impossible for a 100-year-old woman to have a baby. That's just impossible, isn't it? Now, you can't expect for a million people to survive for 40 years in a desert. That's just impossible. Put a million people in a desert for 40 years and see how many of them live. See how many of them live for a day, much less 40 years. That's just impossible. You can't have a conversation with a donkey. That's impossible. You cannot make an axe head float on water. That's impossible. You can't make the sun move back 10 degrees. That's just impossible. A virgin cannot have a baby. That's just impossible. Water doesn't just turn into wine. That's impossible. It's, it's impossible for you to walk on water. Walking on water, that's just impossible. Nobody can possibly get swallowed by a fish big enough to swallow a human being and expect them to survive for three days. That's just impossible. No adult who was born a cripple and never walked a day in their life can just immediately jump up on their feet and run and leap and praise God. That's just impossible. You cannot just simply walk up and touch somebody's clothes and expect to be healed. That's just impossible. Are you starting to get the picture here? Because you could take your situation and you could plug it in to any one of those things that I've listed and you could say, fill in the blank, my situation cannot possibly come to pass. It's just impossible. And you'd be right. You could plug it in to any one of those situations. The problem with that kind of thinking is that verse number 37 says, with God, nothing is impossible. And brothers and sisters, if the devil 
can sell you a bill of goods and get you to doubt and get you to think that your situation is impossible, then he has the victory. But if you will believe in God, come what may, come hell or high water, I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the lawyer says. I don't care what the judge says. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the science says. I don't care what the politicians say. I don't care what the finance gurus say. Frankly, I don't care what anybody says. All I care about is what the rhema says. Because the rhema has the ability to fulfill itself. And when God speaks his rhema over you, nothing, nothing is impossible. Now, do you notice something happening inside of you right now? You are beginning to gain some courage and some hope and some strength. And faith is beginning to arise in your heart, isn't it? Do you feel that? That victory that you're feeling, you need to feed it. You need to maintain it. You need to continue to cultivate it. Because as long as you do that, Satan has absolutely no victory over you. And you can live a life that to other people would say is impossible. <laughs> because you know what? That same spirit, that same spirit that conceived Jesus... That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit will quicken your mortal bodies. Not only will it quicken your mortal body, but it will quicken every mortal situation that you are going through. Hallelujah. You need to begin to live by faith and not by sight. What's, what's visible, what's obvious, is not necessarily what's true. The things which are seen are carnal or are perishing. But the things which are not seen are eternal. You and I are two-thirds eternal. Two-thirds of you, your soul and your spirit, will never die. Your flesh will change. It'll have to be renewed. But, and that's good, it will happen. Uh, but but two-thirds of you is, is never going to change. And it will live forever. And that is the part that you need to be more aware of than your carnal perishing part. That's where God lives. That's where he wants you to live. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you that this story of Christmas, the story of your birth, is a fantastic story. It is a story full of miracles. And Father, in the name of Jesus... I pray that in the days that we face ahead, we will think in terms of nothing being impossible in our lives as well. May the impossible become the possible in each and every one of us. May impossibilities become opportunities for you to show yourself mighty on our behalf. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Jesus' name. I want to tell you one other quick story because I've got four minutes left, all right? If you'll quickly go to chapter number two, you'll see another impossible thing that resulted after Jesus' birth. Because in chapter, verse number 25, it says, And there was in the, in the city of Jerusalem a man named Simon. And the same man was a just and devout man waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost, there he is again, the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before she, he should see the Lord's Christ. And watch what it says in verse number 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. You know what that translates in the Greek? He was carried by the Holy Spirit into the temple. This little old man was carried by the Holy Spirit into the temple. He was out in the city somewhere, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit translated him into the temple. And he began to read, and oh, this is another sermon for another day. He began to quote out of the book of Genesis. He said, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. It was the words of Jacob when he saw his son Joseph, because Joseph is a type of Jesus Christ. He saw Jesus, and he quoted from Jacob uh, when he saw his son Joseph, he said, I have seen him and now I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. That's a prophetic word for another day. He said, Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Lord, we want to be people who live realm of the impossible so Lord I just speak your blessing now over these dear ones may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you may he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace may his goodness and his mercy follow you pursue you and overtake you all the days of your life and may you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May you be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. May you bring forth fruit in your season. May your leaf never wither. And may whatever you do prosper. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. And he's able to present you faultless before the very presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Father, be glory and honor and dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. And we will see you, not tonight, but we'll see you on Wednesday. There's no service tonight. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your families. Enjoy this day. Celebrate and love Jesus. God bless you. You're dismissed.
Where you